Life Audio. As men, we need to be intentional in our relationships. It's so easy to just have a relationship that's built off just watching sports, having a good time, joking around, and being surface level. Some of my closest friends, like I said, like, hey, man, I feel like we're getting to a place where this is more just playing grab butt than we are yeah. like being intentional in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. My, my best we, we, coach we, used to say the other word, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know what yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. All right, we are back. Welcome back, baby. Welcome back, baby. We didn't have the music in our headphones, so it was a little weird this time when we did the intro. Yeah, it was a little weird. Didn't feel right. At least I, for us. You didn't let me, I didn't come in singing. Like right, exactly. Did. What episode is this? This is episode one... 15, 16, 17? Something like that. I think 17. 117 is Ryan's guess. 119? Uh. You're off. (laughs) You're off. Hey, today we want to talk about accountability. Accountable uh, living in a community. Uh, But first, man, we have a new... Uh, member, uh, if you could see, if, I don't know if it does it on the phone or if it's just in the desktops, but there is now an option where you could join our community, join as a member to Life After Addiction, this this YouTube channel. And man, it is, uh, again, it's not, a, you get a couple perks on merch and stuff like that. We shout your name out. Uh, but really, it's, it's you're sowing a seed into this ministry. Uh, it helps us continue to do what we do with equipment, with rent of the space, with everything it is uh, that goes to it. But it, it's really you're sewing in. And we have a new member, uh, and it is Romy, R-O-M-E-Y. I think I know who that is, but I'm not going to say. But uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, it is, man, it, the feedback. We just had a lady come in the studio. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. We had a lady come in. Uh, we're right next to a coffee shop, and she saw we're wearing our hoodies, S2L hoodies, and she came in and really just encouraged us, and um, that was really cool. You know, people are listening, and you don't know who are listening, you know? Yeah, she comes to the door. This was literally five minutes before we just started, and it's like, I just wanted to let you guys know I love y'all's ministry. I love what y'all are doing, and I've been praying with some of my friends for a women's ministry yeah. exactly like what you men do. And yeah. so, yeah, that's super encouraging just for her randomly to come up to us and, and say that. We're diving in accountability in your community, being a Christian man, being a leader, being a Christian woman, being a leader. Why, Chitty, is it important for you to have accountability in your community? Yeah, I think just sharing a couple of scriptures to start off, just like the biblical foundations of accountability and what that looks like. Uh, but one of my favorite verses is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, And it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man or one person sharpens another. Um, And I say it all the time. It took a group of godly men um, to hold me accountable, to call me higher, um, to call me out on certain things. Uh, One of the things we hate, especially as men, um, is accountability. In fact, there's still many times in my life where I don't like to have accountability. Now, I know it's necessary. I know that I need it. I know that constantly being called higher and someone pressing me is a good thing for my spiritual growth because we have uh, tendencies to draw complacent 
in our spiritual lives. And it's very easy to draw complacent. It's very easy to get lazy in my prayer life. It's very easy to get lazy in my reading of God's word. It's very easy to get lazy in my church life and just essentially become a consumer and not really be proactive in my faith while I'm at church. And so to have an accountability team, a group of brothers in Christ that you can walk with, that you can do life with, that you can share hardships with and insecurities and be vulnerable and be transparent, it does not nothing but allow you to grow Um, and to give somebody the privilege to speak into your life requires humility and humility is an essential characteristic for walking with the Lord and for growing in your faith. So even the humility required to say, hey, Adam, I want you to come alongside me. I want you to point out blind spots. I want you to hold me accountable. I want you to call me higher. That's such a big deal. And it's difficult for us as men, if we're honest, to allow somebody the ability to speak into my life because um, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes constructive criticism is hard to hear, especially when I'm being prideful and I'm being arrogant and I'm thinking more of myself than I ought to. Um, It's difficult to hear these things about yourself. And although you may know they're true, if you don't have the humility required to say, man, you're right. I dropped the ball on that. Yes, you're right. That's a blind spot of mine. Yes, that's a weakness of mine. How do I expect to grow if I just have a group of yes men around me at all times who just agree with everything I do, who agree with every bad decision I make, who just pat me on the back instead of say, hey, Ryan, God has called you higher. This is not acceptable. The behavior, the things that you're saying, what you're doing, it is not acceptable biblically, and you have to be held accountable for that. It's yeah. love. That's what love looks like. Yeah, so what, what are you reading right now? Where are you at in the Bible? Uh, Mark 11. So we're doing, yeah, my devotional yesterday was Mark 11. So See, just, that's just an example of holding someone accountable. Not even like, you're not even lording over or trying to check them, but as a brother, like we talk about in the four pillars fellowship as one of the pillars that you should do every day. And inside that fellowship is having the accountability he's talking mm-hmm. about. You just ask him, you just, Hey, what are you into? What's God teaching you right now? And then allow someone to ask you that and those kind of things. That's, that's, um, man, that's just being a brother in Christ. Like not only just making sure that he's in the word, but also what God's teaching him, man, how that could roll off in me. If I ask him what, how's it going in Luke? I'm in Genesis. I'm at the end of Genesis doing kind of a reading plan for the year. Okay. We're, we're reading, we're, I'm learning about, um, Joseph and man being sold into Egypt and, uh, kind of now he's, he's the second rank in Egypt and his brothers are coming because of the famine and just how that came full circle. And, uh, you know, obviously those kind of things, but accountability and having that in your, in your realm of things, man, is only going to benefit not only your walk in this recovery journey of freedom and things like that, but just your Christian walk. Uh, one of the scriptures that I love and I, and I talk about it when we're talking about the filler, pillars is James five it says, therefore confess your sins to one another, uh, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Um, and man, if you're, if you're praying for one another and if you're confessing your sins for one another, the Bible saying that there's healing inside of that, mm. like one another, that means that you're not just keeping the mask on and you're saying, Hey, everything's good, brother. Everything's fine. Hey, Hey, everything. How was your day? Great, 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 great. Everything's fine. No worries, no stresses, no anxieties in my life. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident, that was not your fault. Listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. No, it's talking about, hey, confess stuff, man. When, when you bring light to the darkness, the darkness has to flee. Uh, and I just, I love it, and, and I feel like I repeat myself all the time because we talk about the pillars and fellowship. But And when you're on a podcast, 119 episodes in, I know. plus all <laughs> the audio. say the same thing. Yeah. The people are probably like, dude, these guys say the same yeah. thing. Plus all the audio versions that we did before, but... Um, but yeah, I just think like if I'm if I'm looking at you and you're looking at me, like I ask you, hey, what's behind you? What's that sign say? You maybe have memorized it, or how many dots are on the wall? You're not going to know, right? Uh, but I am, and I got your six. I got your back, and likewise, you have mine. You know what's behind me. I know what's behind you. I'm not going to let something come up. And if you not only physically, but like emotionally, when you allow someone to con- when you confess your sins, when someone knows where your struggle is and know where the enemy might be shooting an arrow at you, man, I could have your back. But hey, man. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. Hey, man, maybe you, 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 got, you were a little quick, quick to anger right there. You know, just something for you to think about. Man, that's the benefits of having accountability and brothers and sharpening iron. You know what I mean? That's, that's, you need that in your life, and we were created to do that because in Genesis chapter 2, before the fall, God said it was not good for man to be alone. Mm. Yeah, and that, that was a big thing for me, and I, see, I can physically see the healing that comes from guys being transparent and sharing their burdens and sharing their sins and vocalizing these things out loud and the weight that is lifted from you whenever you're able to do that. You got to understand the enemy is the master of lies. He's the master of deceit. And so whenever I have unconfessed or unrepented sin that I have failed to share, not only with God and ask for forgiveness, but with brothers as well who can help walk alongside me, who can pray. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective as it is working. Man, I'm that much more bogged down. I'm that much more spiritually paralyzed because I'm holding on to these things that are preventing me from growing in my faith. And uh, man, he uses these things against us. He uses our sin against us. He uses the lies and deceit uh, and the wickedness that the enemy tries to throw our way against us. And so whenever I can confess certain sins to Adam, you know, I'll use an example, man. There was something that I was doing a lesson on how to experience God's love and forgiveness and spiritual breathing. And part of the exercise, I know, I think I talked about it briefly. Yeah. And the carnal carnal man episode. Yeah. But I was writing out my sins. And at the top of the paper, it told us to write first John one nine. 
And uh, so I did that. And one of the sins had to do with Adam. And we've been in ministry now for six years together. And with that comes just a lot of, of heavy things. And so I had built some frustration and some bitterness and some anger and some resentment towards Adam. It wasn't with Adam. It was the posture of my own heart. Right. But uh, I shared these things with him. And like in a moment, both of us are crying, yeah. like crying, weeping uncontrollably can't can't even describe it but since that day man i'm telling you a ton of bricks has been lifted off yeah. my shoulders how i'm viewing my situation how i view my job how i view just life in general has drastically changed from one conversation that i have now it doesn't stop there i have to remain in that posture and be willing to have those conversations more than just once every blue moon yeah but man just from a simple conversation of saying hey man i need to confess things to you i need to ask for your forgiveness i haven't loved you like i'm supposed to i've harbored these ill wills towards you whatever the case is man the healing that came from that spiritually is just man i I can't even put my finger on it but what the enemy wants me to do is hold that in harbor that and then he uses it against me so whenever i can share these burdens with a brother when i can allow a brother into my life and for him to pray over me over these specific things i'm struggling with it it disarms the enemy completely yeah, yeah, and I mean, so on the other side of that, so it also, if the enemy can keep you quiet and not have this accountability or not be able to confess and have conversation with someone, there's the wedge between someone gets bigger and bigger. So on my end, mm. I felt I felt it, and I didn't know what it was. I just knew that there was, it felt like it was becoming a heavier and heavier division, Yeah, uh, and it felt like it just, it was felt man in the, in the realm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like nothing said, we still joked and, and we still were friends, but right. it was like in the spiritual realm, maybe there was like, it felt like there was some division between us. Oh yeah. And so that's why I was this, when he said that it just released. So it released him in other ways that it released me. I was just like, man, that's what it praise God. You know, it was, it was a really cool thing. And I don't want to go on too big of a squirrel here. I don't know how long we've been going cause we don't have a timer, but, um, we, uh, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective man is in mankind. Um, no one's righteous. So don't no, not one, but we're righteous when we're in Christ because his blood, we're now seen as the righteousness of God for our, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, and this is a completely off topic, but the, the lady that came in, uh, and just knocked or she didn't even knock. She just kind of waited at the door. She was very kind and encouraging, but she, um, said that she's been praying for a women's facility that that's like S2L uh, in this county. She's been praying and having people corporately pray for that. And, man, it's just interesting how that works. You know, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful mm. and effective. And, you know, we're at a place, and I shared a little bit of this with her, but we're at a place that in the next 12 to 18 months, S2L has got to make some decisions. And, and a lot of discussion has been about <laughs> having a female uh, S2L um I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I don't know why it's kind of staying with me, but uh, I figured I brought that up because it's powerful and effective. So it we'll is. See. It is. Uh, do you want to go into our role or accountability in practical terms? Uh, let's go into our role, our role in accountability, which I think we kind of just talked about. Right. I think, I think if there, there's a maturity in Christ that, I mean, if you're, if you're at the place that you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, this is, I can agree. There is a maturity there, man, because, I don't want someone, I don't want to confess to someone that is going to gossip. 
You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to have someone telling me a blind spot that hasn't earned that really. And and what I mean, I guess by we're just surface level. I don't know. I, I think so. I guess your role in this accountability is, man, when someone tells you something, or and I guess two sides. When someone tells you something, uh, have ears to hear it. You know, don't don't let your pride fill up. And I I got to work on this still. And I I'm, I'm good at coming back the next day and saying, man, I handled that wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting better at handling it the first time, which I really want to be sanctified in that, that I don't allow pride to well up as someone's telling me uh, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting better, but um, I guess so be mature. So your role on that side of things is have ears to hear, man. Uh, even if you don't agree with the person, eat the meat, spit out the bones, hear what they're saying, because if they're doing it in love, man, that's what we're called to do. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and I think for me, something that just just you sharing that um, sparked something in me. It's like, as men, we need to be intentional in our relationships and have yes. meaningful relationships. It's so easy to just have a relationship that's built off just watching sports, having a good time, joking around, and being surface level. And for me, I noticed that even happening with some of my closest brothers in Christ that we joke around and are being more sarcastic than, man, having really deep spiritual accountability conversations and calling each other higher and seeing where each other is and checking on their home life and spiritual life. And I'm not talking about just a blanket, man, how you doing? But like really pressing in and like really getting to know somebody and talking about the deeper things of God, the deeper things of life to one another on a consistent basis. But for me, I've even had to have several conversations before with some of my closest friends. Like I said, like, hey, man, I feel like we're getting to a place where this is more just playing grab butt than we are yeah. like being intentional in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. My, my baseball coach used to say the other word. Yeah. But you yeah. Know what yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. No, I, I, and I think he said, man, but obviously men and women. Right. Like, here, here's the thing. Like, I, I hear what you're saying and I 100% agree. And I think. If if you apply what he's saying, you have deep conversations, the laughter and the joy is yes. even larger because right. it's more pure mm-hmm. and it's like from an authentic place and you genuinely have joy around this person and yeah. laughter, the jokes, and it's not a surface level, you know, I don't know, it's weird, but also that spawned something to me, man, men and women, we have to be bold, man. Yeah. Like if there's such a passivity, the poison of, of passivity Maybe we need to talk about that again. I think we have done an episode, but man, being passive is what's I think is a major cancer to our culture. Uh, and I don't know where that started, why that started, but especially just everybody you got my truth is your truth. No, man. A part of this accountability is if we're saying that you got to receive stuff well and mature, you also have the boldness to, to call out sin, man. Otherwise, what are you doing? If your brother or sister that you love, that you, that you genuinely, you know, consider a brother or sister or a deep friend, and yet you're just allowing them to play with fire? Yeah. Like, man, you've got to be able to speak up and be able to construct it in a loving way, but don't sleep on sin. Don't allow them to dig their pit deeper and deeper and deeper. Man, speak truth, but show compassion. Like, how you say it, it matters, but you've got to say it. You've got to, otherwise, like that whole thing about I could see your blind spots, you could see mine. It means nothing if I see a king cobra about to strike you, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man, that's cool, and I, that's basically the image. Obviously, that's radical, and he could die, but it's like I don't want to upset him so much and be like, hey, man, cobra, it's gonna kill you if, if you don't get rid of it. 
like if I don't say that, but that's how that seems so funny, but whatever the sin is, yeah. hey man, that pride right there, hey man, that lust right there, hey man, that what on and on that line right there, that's the same thing spiritually as a king cobra. Why? Because sin comes only to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. The wages of sin is what? Death. Death. So speak up, do it, and speak truth, show compassion. But man, uh, that's a big issue in our culture. Yeah. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> did you see the Ben Shapiro rap? <laughs> no. It just popped off like two or three days ago with um, Tom McDonald, you know, that guy with the, yeah. that did the American flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those two did a rap just to, on, as a joke to break the Billboard Top 100, and I think they're, they're there now. Ben I think Shapiro actually rapped? Yes, dude. And <laughs> oh, the only reason that I triggered that memory is because he's like, facts don't care about your feelings or something yep, like that. Yep, yep, But, yeah, we, I'm pretty sure. Don't leave this video to go watch that one. You yeah. can watch it after. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty funny. It's wow. pretty funny. I didn't know he, uh, Ben Shapiro was a rapper now. Yeah, well, he doesn't either. But, I mean, it's like uh, it's – in the rap, they say that this is to mock the industry, right, 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 you know, right. and and to get this song to the Billboard chart one uh, number one. Right, that's but, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So accountability in practical terms, yeah. um, we can discuss it whether it's in the role of small groups, mentorship, discipleship, and fostering accountability, um, whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> for me, I'm not currently plugged into a small group at Experience. Uh, however, I we do start the authentic discipleship. It's a 12 week yep. course. Um, February 6th. And so I'm excited to dive into that. Um, I think that's going to be a good look. I'm excited to even get into like a small group with Nicole whenever her and I start to attend the same church. We'll be getting married next month. So I look forward to plugging into church with her and just getting to be, you know, at a home church and establish our feet somewhere. And uh, I know that woman desires to serve somewhere and get plugged into a small group and do all those things. But um, for me, yeah, I think getting plugged into a home church is essential, especially for a man. I'll just utilize it as far as our space goes in our addiction recovery world. Once a guy leaves our program, our number one job is to plug someone into a body of believers who they can then go do life with because it provides this level of biblical accountability that we are talking about. It provides you support, encouragement, accountability, prayers, um, yeah. godly men and women to call you higher people to do real life with, not just like, you know, have surface level relationships, but people to come alongside you and show you what it means to be a follower of Christ. We all need men and women of God to call us higher, to hold us accountable, to love us, to support us, to encourage us. I love, I have literally friends who are 40, 50 years older than me because I desire, uh, the wisdom that comes from a man who's walked with the Lord for 50 years. Years, you know, who's been married yeah. for 45 years like that man has a, a, a wisdom and a knowledge that, man, I couldn't even grasp because I haven't even been alive as long as this man has been following the Lord. And so to have people like that, people from all walks of life, all ages, um, man, it does nothing but benefit us uh, as humans and as people and helps us to grow in the things of God. 100 percent, man, 100 percent. And I think. I think someone, if you're listening to this and you've gone through an addiction or a family member of or whatever, you know someone for sure, according to the stats from Jelly Roll. Um, man, you maybe have lost a lot of trust in humanity. You maybe have lost, like you can't trust people or you feel like you can't trust anyone but you. And, and man, I just, we encourage you to seek the Lord in that. 
because he's created us to be in community, uh, like I said in Genesis 2. And just practically an example of, of I didn't want to do it either, and I talked about in the Four Pillars episode about my going to my small group for the first time. Yeah. Man, that's the last thing I want to do. And in fact, I was like, got into a fight with my wife in the, in the driveway of the person's house for the first time. Um, and went in and you can go back and watch that episode where they all responded and it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was pretty cool. But man, the fruit of that, practically speaking, here's what that community and having accountability and having fellowship, like I've created in not I, but God's put people together, the most unlikely of people. And man, my family doesn't live in middle Tennessee. Like my wife's family didn't for, for 10 years of us living here. And man, we've, we grew family. Like we had accountability. Like I, this old buster that, you know, <laughs> the world said was damaged goods, man, a part of that small group, some of the couple asked us, me and my wife to be the, the legal guardians of their two Haitian children. Wow. If something happened to them, they wanted us to be their children. And not only that, but like, for the for their first for their son, they were in an adoption process for eight years, going to Haiti, going back and forth. They were stealing money from them. the lawyer. Ended up not being a lawyer, and the pain of that, like God said, this is your son. Well, God, where is he? Like, why, why can't we have him home? Every time we go to Haiti, we have to leave, and it's just like he's mommy, daddy, calling him that. Then, and they like on another country than their son, and the pain of that to where they were wanting to give up. And I remember telling them once, hey. Don't settle, uh, don't settle for Ishmael when God intended for Isaac. Mm. Stay faithful. This is the promise. And, and likewise, when Katie and I were trying to get pregnant, man, it took us years. We felt God call, that called us to be parents. And, I mean, we were able to share that with our pains, our struggle with these people because we, were in a, we had accountability to each other. And so they comforted us in that season, man, because that was so painful. Mm. Like, not so much for me, except for the fact that my wife, every month that we weren't pregnant, she was in pain and that caused me pain, depression that went through that. And so, man, you create these relationships and things like that. So I don't know. I went on a rabbit trail, but there is fruit from the things that we're saying. Lifelong fruit, like relationships and people. There are people you can trust. Like, trust me, there are like-minded people that love the Lord that want nothing from you only want to like do this thing with accountability and have life and have fellowship. Yeah. And something I will say is uh, accountability requires humility. Um, yeah, big time. In my own life, I will say <clears throat> I can, I have all the resources I could ever want around me. I have, I'm surrounded by good godly men um, everywhere I look. But at the same time, if I'm not willing to take my mask off, and be honest and be transparent and be real about where I'm at, about what I'm going through, about my struggles, about my insecurities, about my fears, that doesn't really do you any good. You know, I see a lot of men who come even into our program um, that, that say I have the greatest mother and father and wife and I have a church and I have a small group and, I, and I'm plugged in, I'm doing all these things. And it's good to have those things there, but if you don't utilize them, if yeah. you don't actually allow them in, we could almost use it as a cop-out. That's right. So it's not just 
essentially going to these things. It's about actually diving into them and really utilizing the resources in the way that God intended us to utilize them, not just to have as have it as a, a scapegoat, so to speak, to say, man, well, I go to church every Sunday and then I attend my small group. And you can do these things mechanically and not really grow. If your heart's not in it, it's not going to do much for you. And I say that to myself because the same thing goes for me. If I just kind of go through my spiritual life or just about my life in general mechanically, I can say, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. But it's really just a cop out because I know I'm not diving in the way that I'm supposed to be diving in and allowing other people in. Like I said, it goes back to I've have to allow men in my life to speak truth to me. I have to allow their constructive criticism. I have to allow their their rebuke and their reproof and their correction in my life. Yeah. and, And to speak on that. A part of a part of what he's saying is, is the guys that come in or even just people you meet, they have a great church life. They have a great family, great friends, and yet they're dying inside. Correct. And a part of that, which maybe you haven't thought about it from this perspective, but it's because you're wearing a mask and you're not accountable or That's vulnerable right. or to anyone. It's all surface level. And so here's what that does. Like, think about it from a different perspective of, oh, just being fake. But you know what you're doing. And you know that, ma'am, these people don't really know me. If they knew me, they couldn't love me. So all of the love that you're getting from the, the church and your friends, and your it's all this. They're all loving the mask, in your opinion. And so, man, you don't ever feel truly loved mm. or seen. Yeah. And so, man, a part of getting real and taking your mask off and being accountable to people Man, you actually feel way more loved. Mm. That's why we were talking about how you could laugh a little harder when you're actually diving deep with people. And you have a lot more joy and stuff like that. So um, I I definitely think resource-wise, guys, you should go back and watch um, the Four Pillars episode. I think you should watch uh, the Carnal Man episode. Those are all fairly recent within the last five to six, seven episodes. You could see it by the thumbnail. Um, and another thing before we close out, man, we're doing this, uh, we're doing a, um, there's talks and, and plans of us, uh, talking with a youth group, uh, doing a live podcast with a youth group that's coming to middle Tennessee. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I want to see what you guys comment. And and if you think this would be beneficial, obviously talking about, you know, the, the dangers of drugs and maybe with your new relationship and getting married and doing it the right way and God's way and stuff like that. Uh, but I'd love to see your comments on that, if that's something that maybe we should explore doing for other youth groups or churches and things like that. But it's going to be new. We're, we're taking our podcast on the road Ooh. here in just a few weeks. Another th- closing thing, uh, the, please, if, if this helped you, if you enjoyed this, if this entertained you, if you think you want to share this with someone that it could help, uh, please subscribe. We, we've seen the data, and it's like, I don't know, something in the 90% of the people that are listening aren't subscribed. And so that's awesome when you consider there's 7,000 subscribers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so please subscribe, uh, share this. That would mean a lot to us. Help get this message, this ministry out that we believe is helping people. Anything else? No, the body of Christ needs to work together. You know, don't be afraid to ask for accountability. It is something that we all need, and it is something that calls us higher and allows us to grow into the men and women of God. He desires us to be. So uh, did you thank our viewers for watching and all that? I don't I care about remember. them. Oh, I don't care I, about you. I do. No, so, I do. Who's your favorite podcast host I on this podcast? I care about you. And yes, I thank them more than you. You probably do. I'm not going to I lie. can name every 7,000 subscriber. Can you? No, I can name maybe five. 
<laughs> That's it. That's life after addiction. You better believe it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L, dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, L, recovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.